0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig
1: Roberts.
2: Well, great to have you join us on the program today. And we've got a great guest joining us on the program today. It's always such a delight on this show to get a chance to meet pastors from throughout the greater San Francisco Bay Area, get an understanding of not only what God has done in their own lives, but as well what God is doing through their ministries and the tremendous work that we see in so many churches across the Bay Area. You know, if you travel around, the country or sometimes around the world and you identify yourself as having been from the San Francisco Bay Area. It's not unusual for people to say, oh my goodness, that's the city that God has abandoned. He'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. You hear things of this sort. And yet, in fact, there is not just a remnant, but a very strong body of believers here in the San Francisco Bay Area that are standing up for Christ, that are seeing God do wonderful things in their midst, and most importantly, seeing the kingdom the lamb's book of life added to day by day and certainly our guest today fits in that category not only a fascinating background in terms of ministry but a fascinating background educationally as well joining me today is the executive pastor of lighthouse christian church of novato we are pleased to have with us pastor gerardo and pastor terry gerardo good to have you on board today
3: Greg, thank you so much. Great to be with you and all the wonderful listeners really excited about this opportunity to talk with you and share about what the Lord is doing at the lighthouse.
2: Boy, lots of lots to unpack. And let's kind of start perhaps if we can, Pastor, with my opening remark. You know, we we do hear that, and I'm sure you've heard it as well. You've you've traveled both nationally and internationally, and in that sense of, well, somehow God has forgotten about the Bay Area. But but those of us that live here, we certainly know that is isn't true at
3: all, is it? it? It's really not. You know, I'm actually a, a, a local local boy. I uh, was born uh, in San Francisco, and then you and I were talking beforehand. Your family came from uh, South San Francisco. I lived in South San Francisco for the first two years of my life. And then uh, fondly say that I, I helped move our family up to Novato when I was two years old back in 1961 and have spent the rest of my life mainly in Novato. believe it or not growing up here going away to college living in italy for a whole extended season then coming back to the bay area and making my home here got uh, married and uh, have children and have raised our children uh here in Novato. so very familiar with the bay area very familiar with uh, marin county and the north bay for sure and just very thankful for what the Lord continues to do in these great communities. I I came to Christ here myself as a very young young man, as a as a teenager. Uh, thanks to my parents bringing me to church and exposing me to Jesus and reading the Bible at home and praying together. And then at the appointed time, the Holy Spirit moved on me, and I gave my life to Christ. I asked forgiveness for my sins. Uh, In tears in my bedroom, I remember the day and the Lord, and he just had this unbelievable relief and reassurance that came over me through the Holy Spirit that... I was in God's family forever, and uh, my sins were forgiven, and uh, I proclaimed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And many others have done the very same thing, different circumstances perhaps, but coming to Christ and then continuing to live our lives in Christ and wanting to be a blessing. Through our lives, through our families, through our communities, and through our church communities, to share the gospel message, the great news of Jesus Christ, and the in- unbelievable gift that He provides to us of His very self, the relationship that we have. So, yeah, no, I I have a, a very uh, uh, a, a very clear take on. This area and what God is doing also in this season.
2: And is this then perhaps, Pastor Honor, a matter of perspective or viewpoint, sort of that either glass half empty or glass half full? And I raise that question because some will say, well, my goodness, Pastor, you're laboring in a part of the country that has some of the lowest church capita attendance anyway. Let me say that again. You're laboring in a part of the country that has some of the lowest per capita church attendance in the country. And so there can be that glass half empty perspective, but I kind of look at it another way. I look at it as what a tremendous blessing and opportunity that has been given to us in that the 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 field in which we can labor and disseminate the good news of the gospel is all around us. We, we don't have to go out and find people that need to hear the gospel. We just open our front door. We just go to work. We get on the bus and head down to the grocery store, whatever it might be, and you will encounter people that need Jesus. And so in my mind, this is really an incredible time to be involved in ministry for such yeah. a time as this, for such a place as this.
3: I fully concur with that. That was so well put, Craig. And that's the way I see it, too. For me in Christ, I always see opportunities. Challenges are going to be there and the circumstances are what they are. But we have opportunities every day to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to share his love his unconditional love with us. And we pass that along to others in the light of Christ and helping people with their lives because we're all contending with very challenging circumstances. We live in a world that's filled with challenges and those challenges continue to exist and even grow in some respect over time and shift. And sometimes there's new challenges, but we stay focused on Christ. And as we do that, we have ample opportunity to share the goodness the mercy, the grace of Jesus Christ with those around us. So I, I see it the same way. I think uh, part of it is is who, who I am and who I'm here you to be in Christ. Part of it I know comes from my mom and dad who just had this really hardworking but optimistic view, thanks to the Lord, of his blessings every day and how they could have an impact on those around them. And so we've tried to carry on. So we're all a legacy of of our families and our parents for sure. And I'm very thankful for the example that they set. But uh, there's plenty of opportunity to share the gospel in Marin County and to encourage people in Jesus Christ to tackle the challenges and continue to remain steadfast to him and his values and principles, and then to see huge blessings, not just in our lives, But the real hope is to see it in the lives of those around us.
2: Our conversation today with Pastor Jerry Girardot from Lighthouse Christian Church in Novato. We take a brief time out, come back to more of our conversation in just a moment.
1: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
2: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Jerry Gerardo, Senior Pastor of Lighthouse Christian Church in Novato. Uh, Pastor Gerardo, let's talk a bit about your own personal journey, which has been a fascinating one. Uh, you, you made a slight reference earlier on in some of our opening discussion related to your background as a student of history. And in fact, you graduated from Stanford University. Go Cardinal. Um, and your background is not just in... In history, but but you also have worked uh, in the the uh, the numbers field, we'll call it as a as a CPA. And some might wonder, well, this is an interesting um, kind of trajectory from that sort of a background to what God has you doing now. So, kind of walk us through the point at which undoubtedly there there was an encounter or a moment when you felt as if God was really laying a burden on your heart, that there was a particular task that he had in mind that he was uniquely calling you to?
3: Yeah, well, thank you. We all have our story, and it is unique. Uh, it's personal to each. But uh, I find God so fascinating. He's just you know, he doesn't do anything by cookie cutter, it's 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 always unique with each person and how we're gifted and how we're called. And so growing up as I uh, was pursuing my studies and uh, being involved in church and youth group and then coming to Christ, I really got enthused, I got excited to share the Lord. This goes back to junior high school days in Novato, California, and sharing the gospel and encouraging others, friends to come along to church. And there was just a real fire and an enthusiasm, uh, uh, a real, you know, call to evangelism. Um, but then as time went by, I'm, I'm graduating from high school. I'm off to college praying about, Lord, what's my path? My dad was in business. He was a CPA, then became a real estate developer. And I was really fascinated by those and felt like I had a real good math background. And I love math. But I got to Stanford and um, uh, I was actually the second. My brother Steve, who's a year and a half older, was already at Stanford, then I joined him there. We both ended up pursuing a liberal arts education while we were still studying economics and math and calculus, other things. So we got really excited about history and it's just fascinating to me because I didn't go on to become an academician, to be a history professor or to pursue that as a career, but it always intrigues me how God doesn't waste any part of our background. What he was doing in that season was giving me a desire to research and look at history. And then later on, I could use that in a lot of different ways. I ended up going to study in Italy because that's my cultural background as a Gerardo. Grandpa came from northern Italy at the turn of the century around the 1900s and dad and, and uh, was born here. So I'm, I'm second generation. But a connection with Italy and going to Italy, I had opportunities to study at the Stanford campus in Florence and then attend the University of Bologna, which is the oldest university in the world, according to the Italians. The Chinese might take issue with that. But I was studying at the University of Bologna on a Rotary International Scholarship sponsored by the Rotary Clubs of this district in the Bay Area. It was such a blessing. And there I could pursue other really exciting studies of Roman history and the Renaissance period and, you know, uh, the Reformation and the Counter-Reformation and these periods of time that were just so interesting to me not just generally speaking, but also trying to understand how God brought forth the gospel message after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ from the early church on in these communities and through the last 2,000 years. So I, I, it was just a fascination to me. It also helped to prepare me in other ways to be a better researcher, a better writer, or maybe even a better communicator than I otherwise would have been. But at the same time, Craig, I knew that I was being called to go on into business and uh, follow in dad's footsteps. So actually graduated from Stanford after studying part of that time in Italy and went and got my graduate degree at the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, So go Bears, go Cardinal, go Bears. I'm one of the few who. People tell me, ask me, who do you root for? What do you with do? The, what do you What do you do at the at
2: the game every year? <laughs>
3: well, it, it, for me, the answer is easy. I I, 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 you know, I root for the winner. I root for the winner. If you got to tear off a T-shirt, you tear off a T-shirt. But but the, you know, you wear it both and you strip. The, but anyway, it's a little bit of a humor. But went to Cal and got my MBA, so focusing more on business. And then from that went in and actually started my career as an accountant, a tax, you know, uh, person and got my CPA credentials. And then brother Steve was doing the same thing. And we ended up coming back to Novato and working with family, but then starting our own CPA practice. So I've had a whole life in business after college, that is really been a huge blessing in my life. And, you know, to go on and on about how God used that opportunity and still does to this day, because I'm still full time as a CPA, with Gerardo CPA, which has grown for the last 32 years into a really wonderful practice, helping people with their finances, their taxes. And I can provide insights from a biblical perspective on God's principles of finance and blessing, as well as help them with their taxes and other business matters. So it's really been an interesting and maybe in some sense an eclectic background. Um, And so hearing all of that, you know, somebody's going to say, well, wait a minute, but you're a pastor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a pastor who can give you great tax advice if you want to hear it but but, uh, <laughs> and,
2: and, but uh, and and you know p- listen the the, <laughs> the one of the most greatest and principal authors of the new t- the, the new testament happened to also be a tent maker and so uh, here the advantage is you could have taught paul how to get a good write off on repairs you know how to right, depre- right. how to depreciate those tents over time <laughs>
3: right well i'm i'm no apostle paul for sure and just hold him in the highest regard for everything that he's accomplished still to this day as we're reading scripture and reading his letters oh my goodness the wealth and the treasure of all of scripture but paul's writings but but i do relate in this part i am a tent maker i'm here working and managing a business and helping that to grow and seeing god's hand in that and years ago god shared some things with me through some other brothers and sisters in christ some really formative conversations saying hey you know, my brother and I, we've got this business and we want to honor the Lord with it. And so we're just we're starting with the values, you know, that no matter whether someone's a, a follower of Christ or not nobody ever argues with the golden rule. So let's let's make sure in our company, the golden rule is talked about. And, and we apply that moment by moment, day by day to those working with us, to our clients, to vendors. And you can create a very special work environment if you have that focus in honoring the Lord and following his precepts. But it was, And so that was great and wonderful, but a little bit later, Craig, I was still praying about things that said, hey, the golden rule and God's values, but it doesn't tell me anywhere in scripture exactly what to do in making this decision about hiring this person or that person. And so I realized, and others helped me to understand this, there's a way to do business which really more fully honors the Lord by of course, praying to him every day, but praying specifically and following his guidance as to how to build anything, how to invest, how to hire people, how to train people. And it's hearing God's voice and looking to scripture. And it's the beauty as we look to scripture and his values and who he is and what he wants to accomplish. But then, the connection through the holy spirit to know wait a minute and so there were decisions that we made over the last 32 years that someone running the organization that god put us in charge of would have made different decisions even in hiring and even it's like somebody would come to us and we weren't looking to fill a position but we knew god brought them they have skills they have and so god brought them into our organization and blessed us tremendously Uh, Through that. Years ago, uh, a dear friend who was a mentor in life to me, Pastor Ed Neuenschwander, um, Ed came and worked in our company as kind of our in-house chaplain for an extended season. And it was just the biggest blessing to all of us in the company. And it also was important for me because God, in his own interesting way, was preparing me to be not just a pastor of this business, but also calling me into pastoral ministry in the church.
2: Our conversation today with Pastor Jerry Gerardo from Lighthouse Christian Church in Novato. We take a brief time out, come back to more of our conversation in just a moment.
1: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
2: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Jerry Gerardo, Senior Pastor of Lighthouse Christian Church in Novato. Now, Pastor Gerardo, let's continue the conversation where we left off. What I think is absolutely fascinating and a great object lesson for those eavesdropping on our conversation, sadly, and I think we all to one degree or another recognize this, oftentimes our spiritual life and our business life runs in parallel lines, but never the twain shall meet, meaning that we are at moments a business person conducting our business, dealing with clients and vendors and customers and so on and so forth, and on Sundays we're at church and we're praying or reading the word, but there seldom is the intersection where the to cross over and I think what a joyful opportunity for you to not only be right there in the middle of that intersection between faith and business to really Capture what it means to be involved in marketplace outreach or marketplace yeah. evangelism. And yeah. I, I've got to believe when folks come in and you deliver the news that what you're going to have to send to the IRS in your 1040 leads somebody yeah. to cry. And I say that a, a bit facetiously, yeah. but not so much. Right, right. That God opens up unique opportunities for ministry. In those kinds of circumstances, and I think it's an object lesson for all of us to understand that as much as we tend to sort of pigeonhole or compartmentalize our lives, they they really can and should, as God's designed, overlap in every single way. I, I heard one gentleman put it this way: He said, "You know, I run a large corporation, a privately held corporation, and I am the president of the company, but Jesus Christ is our CEO, and and I." posed the question, well, what exactly does that mean? And he says, Christ as the chief executive officer means that every decision that we make, we pray over. And we use God's word to to guide us in, in precepts and principles and, and morality to make sure that the decisions that we are making is not only good for the company, good for our employees, good for our clientele, but in all ways honors God. And I think that notion of, of people better understanding that those two are not separate parallel lines, but should intersect at every moment of our life is critically important.
3: It really is. We're not supposed to be compartmentalized where there's sacred and then there's secular over here, where it's all devoted to Christ. If we're following the Lord and no one does that perfectly. And I don't pretend to do it perfectly, but with intention, being devoted and being honest about wanting to honor God, which means putting him first in all things and then putting others truly ahead of ourselves as scripture tells us to do. And we don't do that perfectly, but boy, if we're intentional about it and ask for God's help, he will give us plenty of opportunities every, every day to walk that out. And then people will start to realize this isn't compartmentalized. It really is full devotion to Christ. And then Christ is invited into every area of your life. The thing that's interesting is, and I love the way you put that, with Christ as CEO For me, he's CEO, and at the same time, he is the owner. Years ago, when my brother and I had the practice, hey, it's our practice. Later on, I would say, okay, it's God's practice. We're the stewards. We're here to serve Christ in the practice. And so it's just, but but it's an important shift mentally, right? To think, wait a minute, everything we have comes at his hand and his blessing. And then the key is, how do we use it to honor him? Which means to bring glory to Christ and to live out his values. And at the same time, to bless others who were connected with, who maybe were serving or interacting with in the community. So once we are operating on all of those levels, it's, it's much richer and it's going to have, it's going to be more fruitful. And the business that I'm in, businesses are very different. The business I'm in, I actually interact with people all the time. And I interact with people, and those in our business do, with people during all moments of their life. It involves life circumstances, births, deaths, you know, life changes, divorces, other things where we can be there to help out financially and also from a tax standpoint and also business. We provide a lot of services to businesses, but we're also there to minister. If God opens the opportunity because somebody's going through a difficult season and they're coming for help with their taxes, but to hear somebody who's really demonstrating love and concern for them and who they are and what they're going through and to give them encouragement in Christ is so that's what I love about the marketplace. Jesus was involved in the marketplace all the time. Absolutely. He was out in his public ministry, just always out. And of course, he was he was in the synagogue. He went to the temple as a young boy. We know these things, and those are precious and special. But most of his time was spent out with people out in the marketplace and interacting and just demonstrating God's love and his incredible teachings that he has that the world had never heard because they're so special and because they're truly from God himself, but this is how we want to orient our lives. And the interesting thing for me, while that was completely wonderful and exciting and God was blessing this business and we had a chance to even support other ministries through our business, then there's life in church. And I was very involved in church over the years and God just kept opening up other doors. You just serve, you simply help. And then God makes sure whatever gifts he's given to you, he's going to put you in a position to use those. You don't have to force yourself, but you have to be available. And so I just went to serve at church, children's ministry when my daughter was, you know, a baby and my wife as well and helping out in small groups and then helping out in areas of leadership. And then in uh, early 2000s, uh, I was part of a church plant in Novato, California, across Marin, and had to do everything from make the coffee to vacuum after the kids were done with Sunday school to helping out to preach on a given Sunday when Pastor Ed was away and trusted me to preach the word. I didn't even know what the Lord was doing, but He was grooming me to be a pastor of a church. And that played forward over time and led to the point today where I'm fully engaged in pastoral ministry at The Lighthouse with a wonderful church that I'm just so in love with and thankful for. But I'm still very involved in the CPA business and I got family life. So the Lord, he likes to stretch us (laughs) and he's always there to help us cover what he's called us to
2: do whoever who he, whom he calls he equips he and does and i think it's fascinating because there there is this sense then of of i think and, and oftentimes people oppose the question I'm, I'm trying to find out what god wants for me I'm, I'm not quite sure what he's called me to and i think sometimes the easiest answer is to just surrender yourself make yourself available and as you surrender and make yourself available, um, the, the Lord will lead the way. You know, I think oftentimes <laughs> Christians kind of see the, well, the, the salvation part I get, and I yep. have surrendered my sins, I have confessed, and so now my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, all is well. But that second component you know Paul talked about working out one 's salvation or or that sense of of now, once you have surrendered your your eternal destiny to Christ, to now understand that he wants you to do more, he wants to have you surrender the totality of your life to his lordship, whether that means his lordship over your marriage, lordship over your business, lordship over your ministry. And I think as we come to terms of what that means in that sense of, of surrendering and trust, he will certainly lead us, as, as has been your story and mine too. I, I will tell you, if you'd asked me 40 years ago, would I be sitting here doing this? I would probably suggest that you're, you're out on a day pass from Agnew State Hospital, and the white the men with <laughs> yeah. the white coats are going to come and pick you up at Moment, but you know, I think when we learn how to surrender, not only will God take us on amazing adventures, but we'll begin to find a place of true satisfaction, maybe not what you thought of. But it's what your heart is willing to do and what God has called you to do. And certainly in my own life, there has been no greater satisfaction than just simply saying, Lord, I don't know what you're up to, but you've opened the door. I'm going to walk through it. If you close it, I'll turn around and go another way. But surrendering to you and having you in the driver's seat in my life, my relationship, my my business, whatever, that when we learn to do that, God can really use us to the fullest extent and then strap in for the ride because it's going to be amazing what God does.
3: It it is so well said. Again, Craig, I fully agree with that. And the words come to mind, these precious words out of our Lord's mouth in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will be done. Father, he he models, he's our perfect example in all things. He just models this out. And it's how we have to submit. But then as we do that, and I love what you said, I, I fully believe this, that we're supposed to be followers of Christ. And if he then, in following him, he's going to lead us in the green pastures. He's going to lead us and through the valley of the shadow mm-hmm. of death at times. And we go through all kinds of challenges. This isn't just fairy tales. This is real life. We're living here. But God is so present with us is the difference that we can have hope in every circumstance. But he's going to navigate through and he's going to open doors and close doors. We just have to be aware of it. If you're trying to knock your head through a closed door, it's not going to work. It's like, you know, Saul kicking against the goads, you know, and then all of a sudden the light goes on literally and now he knows he's called to serve Christ forevermore. And as you do that, as we become better followers, then God often Will put us in places of responsibility in time where we're leaders, but Jesus, as our perfect example again, was the servant leader. He didn't come to lord it over; he came to serve. And so, even our leaders need to come to serve. Even even now in our church, we do this wonderful hospitality after our service, where we have a full meal. Often, yesterday or Sunday it was a barbecue because we had our final day of vacation Bible school and the kids were so excited and we had such a great Sunday school lesson and preaching about how, you know, our children are just a blessing of the Lord and how we raise them and how we discipline them, how we instruct them to follow God and know his precepts and follow his commands. It was all just really, really rich. Your words, the barbecue, the time spent together was fantastic. But even there on our hospitality teams, our pastors, our elders serve or part of a cleanup team or part of a setup team to help out with the functions of the church. We're not above anything. In fact, there's a richness in serving because you're rubbing shoulders differently as you're working on helping out with any aspect of life and in ministry. So I think that um, it's so important to follow God's prompting, And he will affirm it, too, is there's calling. And then he affirms the callings in our life, whether it's to be involved in business and family and pastoral ministry. For me, people in my own family, the Gerardo family, who I'm closest to, they, you know, I'm close to my whole family. But when God tapped me on the shoulder later in life to be a pastor at a Cross Marin and then later merge in and become a pastor at the lighthouse and the lead pastor at the lighthouse when that all started unfolding i was just saying lord really are we sure and everybody else in my family and friends were saying are you kidding we actually knew this when you were a teenager you've been a pastor you've had a pastoral call and you have a you have a pastoral heart it's not to be puffed up it's just when you care you care you want the best for every single human being, you want the best for everyone who's connected with you in life and honor God by serving Him and helping others and just being the biggest blessing we can be. And I know that the biggest blessing is sharing Christ, but then it's tangibly coming alongside and helping. If I'm in, we all are in places of need, we need support in different seasons of life and it could be financial support, it could be health challenges, and could be other counseling in areas where we need help in parenting or in relationship. God will provide help for us if we're open to it. And through the church community and the connections that we have, there's a wonderful opportunity to share and really be the hands and feet of Christ and and we have a real very significant Christ care we used to call it congregational care but it's gone beyond our congregation so now we just call it Christ care it's people devoted in our ministry to meeting regularly being informed, keeping each other apprised of challenges people are going through We all get prayer requests every day from people in our assembly. that get broadcast because they've asked us to broadcast it so we can pray for each other. But there are times when you have to be there and you can to intervene. As a pastor, sometimes you have to intervene to protect. Sometimes we can be there to give people rides or bring them meals or be there when they're up against it and they need other encouragement and support from scripture and from prayer directly or over the phone however we can reach someone so it's it's really it's for us it's 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 full on it's it's full engagement if you want to call it that uh which is honoring christ by serving and then yeah so that's a big part of our our ministry and really
2: you know as you're sharing some of that perspective pastor gerardo i'm thinking that this is really exemplary of what it means to be a disciple and to make disciples our conversation today with pastor jerry gerardo from lighthouse christian church in novato we take a brief time out come back to more of our conversation in just a moment
1: and now back to lifeline with craig roberts
2: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Jerry Gerardo, Senior Pastor of Lighthouse Christian Church in Novato. Pastor Gerardo, let's pick up the conversation where we left off just a moment ago. And, you know, the beautiful thing about discipleship is that's not a role that's a temporarily assigned to you, and then you graduate on to something else. A, no. A, even those highest within a church, you know, hierarchical position are nevertheless still always disciples of Jesus Christ. And for all of us, that that means what does it look like in terms of both following him and yeah. emulating him and representing him before others and the 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 richness of just Really beginning to capture what that means and how life revolutionizing that can be not only for ourselves, but all the lives that we come in touch with. And that really, I think, goes to the heart of what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, our our mission statement at the Lighthouse, you know, it has to do, of course, with the Great Commission. Christ himself has given all of us the assignment. You know, to he's been granted all authority. And so we're supposed to go and share the gospel message and baptize people from all nations. Right. In the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. But then also the edification, the discipleship that goes on. It's a two part. It's not just bringing people into the kingdom and through the power of the Holy Spirit and through God's grace. But it's also then helping each other to grow up into the fullness that Paul talks about, the maturity in Christ. And you see that in people's lives as they simply, not perfectly, but simply stay devoted to Christ, stay connected. And we see that so often and it's so much in our heart when people really get rooted into a church community. You can worship God anywhere. You can worship God. People say, "I worship God in the sequoias." They said, "Yeah, me too." But on Sunday, and how do you worship corporately if you're not together? How do you come together to honor God? Uh, uh, you know, on a Sunday morning, you have to be together, and then it's the worship music, and it's all focused on giving glory to Christ and the beautiful music. It's looking into His Word together, and teaching and preaching that's narrow on the word of god not just open and vague but specific what does scripture say and let's be careful with how we interpret and understand scripture and then how the fellowship that takes place the opportunities to serve but encouraging each other every time we're together We get lifted up in coming to church and we have people and this has been a really amazing thing. If it's okay, I wanted to share this because we came through a season and it's still impacting us with the pandemic. Right. And for us at the Lighthouse, we were, you know, doing church and excited about what we were doing. And then Andy Lewis, our, you know, promotion director, and he said, you know, guys, I really think we should be live streaming. This was in December of of 2020, and uh, December before the pandemic came. And he says, I think we should be live streaming. We have people who live outside the area who wanna participate with the church and people who are shut in. And so we started working on getting the equipment and live streaming, and I'm not kidding. Literally, we did our first live stream. We had our live service and our first live stream the Sunday that the pandemic was announced and then everything was closed down. It was, we, we, we this was so of the Lord. I said, wait a minute. Do you see God's hand in it? Everybody said, yeah, that's pretty clear. God wanted us to do this and, and we've continued to do it. But then I said, you know something? The pandemic is hitting. This is a devastating thing for the world. And some people are losing their lives. Others are impacted and there's constraints now and they're trying to limit our ability to worship. There's a lot to contend with, and there's a lot of challenges that are here. What we are called to do in any season and every season is never to shrink back, but it's to step forward in faith. And so we prayed about that, and the Lord, the live stream was the first thing that He'd already brought into existence the week this happened, that so we didn't miss a beat, and everybody was live streaming and staying connected. And then we got our phone teams together to contact people regularly to stay connected and help people and encourage them. And then in May we realized, wait a minute, We're not supposed to be worshiping inside, but we've got this outside area. We started doing outside services for the first time in the history of the church and people fell in love with it. We opened up before any other assembly in our area, as far as I know, because we had an outside area and we had the technological ability to set things up, to do worship and preaching and televise it and do everything outside where we typically have all of our fellowship anyway. And people came and fell in love with it so much that even to this day, people say, hey, it's nice weather. Can we go outside again? Can we do an outside service? And it's really and So God has done things even through a pandemic where we said, no, we're stepping forward. And God has continued through the pandemic to build this church, bring new families, bring new ministries, birth new ministries. We've got to lose the Cristo ministry, which is. We believe in every, every tribe, every tongue. Our mission statement, I wanted to read it, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with people of all ages and backgrounds, to help each other grow in our faith and knowledge of Jesus and God's holy word, and to reflect the light of Jesus to our community and beyond. This is our mission statement that relates to our vision statement, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We know our scripture, and to be the hands, feet, heart, and voice of Christ. And so, as we start living this out and we have the faith for it, God's been opening up other things and new ministries at the lighthouse. And we're just excited, so excited about what He's doing throughout this whole season, but especially right now. And we trust that there's more in store. There's other ideas that are percolating through the Holy Spirit that's okay, Lord. Wow, we can do this. We had a new parenting curriculum that my sister, Natalie McIntosh, developed. She's an educator. She's a dear sister in Christ. She and her husband, Jeff, he's one of our elders. She developed a parenting curriculum for these new parents because we have new families coming. We have children being born into this ministry and baby dedications. It's amazing what the Lord is doing in this season.
2: And clearly there is a lot of exciting stuff going on at Lighthouse Christian Church of Novato. I want to extend an invitation to listeners. Maybe you're new to the San Francisco Bay Area looking for a new church home. We invite you to check out Lighthouse Christian. They meet at 1915 Novato Boulevard in Novato. Sunday services are at 10, 15 a.m., and you can get complete details by going online to LighthouseChurchNovato.com. That's LighthouseChurchNovato.com, or call area code 415-897-5556. That's 415 897 5556, or again, online at lighthousechurchnovato.com. A delight to visit today with Pastor Jerry Gerardo. Pastor Gerardo, thank you so much time for your time today and sharing your heartbeat and your passion.
3: Well, thanks, Craig. It's my honor to be here, and I love hearing your words of wisdom, too. The way you put things are just right in sync with what we believe and how we are orchestrating our church life and and our personal lives. But uh, I want to thank everyone who's listening. and. Um, after God's blessing for each and every one of you. He loves us so much. He sent his son to give his very life for us so that we can have eternal life. It's the biggest blessing. We want everyone to know it and we want to encourage each person in their walk with Jesus Christ.
2: Again, more information online at Lighthouse com.